The words of our text today are taken from Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9, uh, the very familiar words of St. Paul by inspiration. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. These are your words, Heavenly Father, they are your truth. We pray that you would strengthen our faith through them. Amen. Today we're going to do something a little different in chapel and uh, talk a little bit about some Bethany history, also in regard to this text. Tygen Hall, that sits over on the edge of the hill, was named after the second president of Bethany Lutheran College, after the Evangelical Lutheran Synod took it over. His name was Bjarni W. Tygen, Bjarni Wollen Tygen. And during his tenure here as the president, uh, Bethany built Tygen Hall and the first library, which had bad roof problems, so they finally tore it down and built the new one, I think, in the 90s, and uh, also built the old gym of the two gymnasiums, known as the Ron Young Gym today. Uh, Barney Tygen was born in 1909 in North Dakota, and his dad was a Lutheran pastor. Uh, he studied at Concordia College in St. Paul, Minnesota. That was before our synod-owned Bethany. And then later went on to study at Concordia Seminary in St. Louis. And he served congregations in Iowa and in Minnesota and also in Chicago. In 1946, around the time World War II was coming to an end, uh, he came here to Bethany to teach English and also religion classes. And um, in 1950, after he'd been here about four years, he was selected by the Board of Regents to be the next president of Bethany after Dr. Ilvesacker, that the YFAC is named after, after Dr. Ilvesacker uh, retired. And he served as, as campus president for 20 years, and that's really quite a length of time for being a college president. And uh, he and his wife, Elna, wonderful lady, uh, lived in the little white house that's on our campus, now called President's Hall. That was built for the Ilvesackers, I believe, in the 40s, and um, they lived there. I used to mow his lawn when I was a little kid. And um, even after he retired as president, he continued on preaching and teaching and uh, taught here at the college, still taught doctrine classes, and then also went on to teach at the seminary as well. And um, because of his faithful work, especially studying the Lutheran confessions and the confession of the church, all based on scripture, because of that, uh, he was granted an honorary doctorate from Concordia Seminary in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Um, and um, back in, the, I believe that was in the 80s. I had him as a teacher for a couple of classes, uh, two doctrine classes while I was here as a college student, and then I had him the first day of class, and I had him for my, fir my first year of seminary. He taught a class that was called Symbolics in the Seminary, which means studying the, the confession of your church. And I still have in my notebook the first line that he said to us as he opened the first day of class, if you believe, you must confess. And that's always stuck with me. If you believe, you must confess. And he, uh, he loved the Bible passage that we have in front of us today, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. Probably all of us do. Um, many Christians have committed this to memory. It could be your pastor told you you can't get confirmed without memorizing this. I told my students that. 
Uh, John 3.16, of course, is another one that we often think of. But um, he used a very, uh, uh, President Teigen used a very simple illustration in his class, both in the college and in the seminary, um, that he encouraged us to teach to our confirmation students, and I often used it with them. And I probably saw him do this at least three, maybe four times or so when I was a student under him. And every time I read this text, I think about it. It's very simple, and I'm going to have you walk through it with me today. Uh, Dr. Teigen frequently talked about the necessity for us to preserve this wonderful doctrine of justification. As Luther calls it, the, the, uh, the doctrine by which the church stands or falls. If you don't know the gospel, if you don't know that Christ has done absolutely everything for you to get to heaven, and it's all by his work, then you lose it all. It's the most essential doctrine in the Christian faith. It's the heart and core of the Christian faith. So he would have us look at this passage, and you have it in front of you, but there's a box that you'll find on your bulletin today with the word grace inside of it. And Dr. Teigen would write this real big on the chalkboard or the whiteboard. He would write G-R-A-C-E real big on the board. And then he would put some hash marks around it kind of in a, a box like you see I've drawn for you. And as he would read through each phrase, and I would encourage you to do this, take your pen and make a line between a couple of the lines. Just begin to draw them in, okay? The first one he would say, by grace. That means the undeserved love of God for us. That's, that's something we have only because of what Christ has done for us. Everything we're going to talk about has to do only with the atoning work of Jesus Christ on the cross. He's made full satisfaction for all of our sins. And so Dr. Teigen would draw a stroke across a couple of those lines to connect them together. And then the next phrase, you have been saved, means you're going to go to heaven. Notice that it's an accomplished fact, he would say. It's not a future tense that you will be saved. You have been saved. It's already taken place, and you can be sure of it because of the work of Christ, who said from the cross, it is finished. A lot of people feel like there's still something they got to do before God will ever let them into heaven. And he would say, that is not the case. You've been saved, so draw another line around your box a little bit. Through faith, it is faith in our hearts that now grabs on to this and trusts in Christ and holds on to him. And uh, this precious grace that God is giving us. Uh, faith is the thing by which uh, this becomes your personal possession when you, when you trust in Christ and put your hope in him alone and not in yourself. So through faith, draw another line. And next, and that not of yourselves. Uh, notice that, that even though this faith is something that's present inside of you and in your heart, your soul, it didn't come from you. Even the faith that you have in your heart came from God himself. So even this faith is not of yourselves. Not only have, have your sins been paid for by the work of Christ and by your God, but even the faith that believes in that and trusts in that to get to heaven, even that has come from God. It's not by your own doing. And so... All of this has happened inside of the heart of a believer because of the act of God for us. It feels like your heart is doing it because it's in you. 
but the work that's making it happen, the power that's making that happen is coming entirely from God. So he would say, draw another line in that box. Keep going around the box, all right? And then, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, but God made you alive, the Bible tells us. He's the one that puts that faith in us. So it's the gift of God. It's the gift of God. Uh, both the grace that you possess and your very ability to possess it by that faith. All of that is a present from God. What a wonderful gift that we have. Draw another line, he would say. And then not by works. Uh, Paul comes back, the Holy Spirit has him go back and re-emphasize this. It has nothing to do with your life and how you've lived your life. A lot of people falsely think that, that, that somehow it, my works have to contribute to this. There's a, there's a piece of getting me to heaven that I've got to do and take care of. They live in fear that they maybe aren't going to do enough by the time their life comes to an end. And St. Paul says that is not the case. It's not by your works. It's already been taken care of. So God completely seals you out of the picture. Make an entire box around the whole thing lest anyone should boast. So not a single one of us has the right to brag before God or anyone, I'm going to get to heaven because of something I did. Even the faith that I have had to come from God. So Barney Teigen used to have us draw that box around the word grace, and I remember him doing it on the board. He would go over it three or four times, and he said, God makes sure with that passage to seal out anything that would pervert this precious doctrine that it's, it's purely by the grace of God for us in Christ. In 2004, when Dr. Teigen was getting near his death, I happened to be his pastor at the time. He was 95 years old, and I would go and meet with him in a nursing home where he was living up in the Twin Cities. And a few months before he died, he sat down and laid out his funeral service. And he said, I want this text preached at my funeral service. And the reason is, just in case there's anybody that comes that has forgotten this or doesn't know this, I want to make sure that as I die that they would know this. He also selected to sing that day the very hymn that we are singing today as well. May all of us always take comfort in this simple but wonderful truth. Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Thanks be to God for that. Amen.